0: Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneewais, and this is the Stoic Jew podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Uh, before we begin, two announcements. Announcement number one is uh, this will be the last episode before I take my two-week vacation, uh, and there will be no uh, no podcast during that uh, no new podcast episodes during that uh, uh, two-week vacation. So maybe if you want to use that as an opportunity to catch up on the episodes you've missed, that would be a good time to do so. Second announcement. Is I've decided uh, that when I return from my break, uh, we're going to switch things up. And uh, until now, we've been using Marcus Aurelius's meditations as our default text. We are going to switch to the letters of Seneca. Seneca wrote a bunch of letters to his student Lucilius. And uh, unlike Aurelius, uh, it seems like Seneca wrote these for public consumption, even though they were letters. And uh, whereas Aurelius's um, entries tend to be short, Seneca's are moderate to long. Uh, and he wrote tons of letters and we won't be reading all of them. And we won't be reading the entirety of the letters that we do read. I'm basically going to skip around and read things that I find interesting. Um, so for today, I thought that we would read one, uh, we would read the first letter of Seneca that I ever read, which the subtitle in my edition says it is, uh, or the title is, is called on discursiveness in reading. Okay. Um, and, uh, and this is, um, Uh, I'm not going to read the whole letter, so uh, I'll read everything but the conclusion. All right, he says, "Uh, Judging by what you write me and by what I hear, I am forming a good opinion regarding your future. You do not run hither and thither and distract yourself by changing your abode. For such restlessness is the sign of a disordered spirit. The primary indication to my thinking of a well-ordered mind is a man's ability to remain in one place and linger in his own company. Be careful, however, lest this reading of many authors and books of every sort may tend to make you discursive and unsteady. You must linger among a limited number of master thinkers and digest their works if you would derive ideas which shall win firm hold in your mind. everywhere means nowhere when a person spends all his time in foreign travel, he ends by having many acquaintances but no friends and the same thing must hold true of men who seek intimate acquaintance with no single author but visit them all in a hasty and unhurried manner, sorry in a hasty and hurried manner. Food does no good and is not assimilated into the body if it leaves the stomach as soon, is, as soon as it is eaten. Nothing hinders a cure so much as frequent change of medicine. No wound will heal when one salve is tried and after another. A plant which is often moved can never grow strong. There is nothing so efficacious that it can be helpful while it is being shifted about. And in reading of many books is distraction. Accordingly, since you cannot read all the books which you may possess, it is enough to possess only as many books as you can read. But, you reply, I wish to dip first into one book and then into another. I tell you that it is a sign of an over, of an over nice appetite, I think my other uh, translation says uh, a picky appetite, to toy with many dishes. For when they are manifold and varied, they cloy but do not nourish. So you should always read standard authors, and when you crave a change, fall back upon those whom you have read before. Each day, acquire something that will fortify you against poverty, against death, indeed, against other misfortunes as well. And after you have run over many thoughts, select one to be thoroughly digested that day. This is my own custom. From the many things which I have read, I claim one, uh, some one part for myself. Okay, so, uh, I chose this, again, because this is the first... Um, uh, first letter I've read. Uh, but I also chose this because I agree <laughs> and disagree with this. And I think Chazal felt the same way, okay? So first of all, the first thing that came to my mind was um, Kohelis 12, uh, 11 through 12, which says, The words of the wise are like goads, and the, and nails well-driven are the sayings of the masters of collections, coming from one shepherd. Beyond these, my son, beware. The making of many books is without limit, and much study is the weariness of flesh, of the flesh. And if you look at the Mepharshim there, the commentators, they'll say that... Um, you know, that it is worrying. Uh, he is warning the reader about this, uh, Excessive preoccupation with reading everything, um, and uh, there are a certain limited number of of good texts, obviously in Torah. This is the you know Torah B'Ksav and Torah B'Alpeh, the written and oral Torah, and the the great Chachamim, the great sages throughout the ages. Um, but uh, you know who who's in that category? Uh, that latter category is difficult to determine. Uh, but what I'm thinking of here is so. On the one hand, I agree with what he's, with, with what he's saying is that that you're not going to really um, if you're you know just picking from here and there. Then you're not really going to digest and uh, assimilate what you read into your into your your mind. Okay. However, um, and oh, and by the way, um, there is a a a a, a midrash uh, in Avos de Rabbi eight two, which says, um, and this is not about reading; this is about learning. It says, someone who learns Torah from one teacher, what is he like? Like someone who had one field and planted part of it with wheat and part of it with barley and part of it with olives and part of it with trees. We find such a person is full of goodness and blessing. But when someone learns from two or three teachers, he is like someone who has many fields. One he plants with wheat and one he plants with barley and one he plants with olives and one he plants with trees. We find such a person is spread out across the land and is without goodness or blessing. And the Me'iri in Avos six cites a slightly different version of that conclusion. He says, one who learns from many teachers is like someone who had fields scattered around the land. When he is in this one, his heart has anxiety about the other and he will not be settled on one approach. So that seems to be warning against so to speak, pledging yourself as a student to too many teachers and uh, and only getting bits and pieces of different things and and, and not one unified approach. However, we also know uh, the famous statement of Pirkei Avos, Ezehu Chacham, this is in 4 Ezehu Chacham, halomim koadam, who is wise, one who learns from everyone. Um, and there's a Gemara also in Avodah Zara that is phrased as the opposite of the Mishnah, of the Midrash in, in Avos to Nasan. This is in Avodah Zara 19a, one who learns from a single teacher will never see a sign of blessing. <laughs> okay, so like like you'll find often in the in the world of uh, Midrash of uh, Midrashe Agata of non halakhic statements in the Talmud, you'll find a statement that says one thing and then another statement that says exactly the opposite. Uh, there's no consistency in in agata. so we're not going to get a proof from that. at the very least though we see that that there are different approaches and um, and I can say that my approach tends towards the approach of reading many things. Uh, I, a student uh, recently asked me a student came to me and said, uh, you know, I, I consider myself as someone who loves reading, but I, I don't finish books, and I'm always reading many books. And so I told the student, "Oh yeah, well I'm the same way." And I actually, in order to uh, to you know to substantiate my claim, I counted the number of books I'm currently reading, and this is not counting things like Marcus Aurelius' Meditations, where I'm reading it, but it's really part of my my regimen. Or this is not counting any of the book the the I'm learning. This is just books I'm reading right now, and this is just books I'm reading. Since the beginning of the school year that I'm in the middle of, I'm currently reading I think 16 books unless that number changed over Shabbos. Um, so I'm in the middle of 16 books. That's how I operate. I mean, I need to, uh, especially on Shabbos, uh, I need to just dip into one author and then and then uh, and then read something else, you know. And um, and I think this is part of my learning style, you know, which as you can tell from the podcast and from any of my shirin, it's very eclectic. Um, and I do try to embody the Azehu Kalkam Halomim Mikul Autumn. I read a variety of authors, variety of perspectives. I find that, you know, the whole basis of this podcast is that by reading the teachings of the Stoics and then and then comparing and contrasting them with the teachings of Torah, I gain more insight. And the more authors I have, the more perspectives I can clarify. And am I compromising my my dedication to um or you know how much I gain. I would have gained if I were to de- dedicate myself to a few authors. Yeah, hundred percent. If I only read, you know, uh, uh, Rambam and Ramban on Chumash, or sorry, obviously there's no Rambam on Chumash, but if only only read Rambam and Ramban. I would gain a lot more from those authors, but I miss out on a ton of, a ton of other, uh, Chachamim. And this is, you know, the classic tension, uh, between quality and quantity. And for me, the type of qualitative gain I get from a quantity of authors is what makes that approach worthwhile, um, and so uh, I—that's uh, I, th- the approach I take. Um, and I actually, uh, in in responding to this student, um, I, um, I I I was—I've been reading. One of the books I'm reading is the Almanac of Naval Ravikant, who, which is a collection of sayings from this uh, entrepreneur, Naval Ravikant, uh, and he has a section on reading, and he says. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have a poor, a very poor attention. I skim, I speed-read, I jump around. I could not tell you specific passages or, or quotes from books. At some deep level, you absorb them, and they become threads in the tapestry of your psyche. They kind of weave in there. And I thought that that was a really good, uh, um, uh, like, uh, muscle for how I read as the more I read and, and the more variety I read, I, all of these things become woven into the fabric of my, uh, my, uh, the, the, tapestry of my psyche and of my mind. And, uh, and I think that that's a good thing. Um, another, uh, to, just to conclude the reason why, uh, another reason I chose this as my, my, uh, my text to focus on before the break is because, uh, one of the things I like to do on my break is I go to a cabin for four or five days and I just bring a ton of books and I just read uh, and do nothing more than read. And uh, And I'm looking forward to that. And I read in a way that Seneca would disapprove of. <laughs> so that is it for today's episode. Uh, if you've gained from what you've learned here today and would uh, like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Link is in the description. Thank you to my listeners for listening. And thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And go, God willing, I will uh, see you, or I guess you will hear from me after the break in uh, February.